Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons, and I am your host, Greg Scott. With me, I've got my two good friends. Jay Beaverton. And the Irish Giant. If you're new to the show or you've been here a while, we're just going to talk real quick about what we do. We review beers. We review bourbons. We review some beard products sometimes. The beards portion is kind of a catch-all. It could be sometimes it's video games, sometimes talking about cigars. Earlier today, we talked about how to correctly pack a tobacco pipe and how <laughs> James and I cannot do it to save our lives. Nope. So it's kind of a catch-all there. If you stay to the end of the show, we do a silent B, which is kind of all the stuff that doesn't really fit into the show, but we think it's fun. Sometimes I ask them an interesting question, like, I don't know, would you go to Mars? Or sometimes even a more interesting question, like, what'd you have for dinner? You know, these are riveting questions we ask. <laughs> Uh, important to 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 everybody out there that's listening right now yeah exactly all right so we're gonna change up the schedule a little bit here we're gonna start with the bourbon portion of the show Ooh, yeah a little spicy i think you sent this article no i sent this article to you guys you did yes that would be you greg yeah so this uh this comes out of forbes which has fairly good articles a lot of the times and the article title is everything you know about scotch is wrong According to this expert, this expert was who? It was. Well, now, now, don't jump ahead, but uh, there are no experts. Quote oh, you saw that I'm too? making the quoting <laughs> fingers. You can't see it on the podcast, but I'm doing it. Yeah, that was literally like the second line is like, mm. and there are no experts. I was like, well, holy shit. Why'd you call this article? This why, am I, why am I listening to you? Yeah. Robin <laughs> Robinson. That's the guy. Oh, that's a fake name. I know. It's Robin like Bob Robinson. Bobbyson. Yeah. Jimmy James. James Jameson. Well, that's, that's probably Jameson. a real name. Yeah. But it's a, it's a fun article. It talks about scotch. I didn't know this. That I mean, I know we drink a lot of scotch here in the U.S., but something like $2.4 billion of scotch is imported to the U.S. in 2019. And probably double now in 2020. So I guess we'll, we're going to break down the article real quick. Uh, mm. Talk about a couple things. One, which I personally find interesting, is that they're just saying there, there are no experts you know, in scotch, you can be you know, an expert distillery, you can be an expert, you know, Cooper Smith, you know, putting barrels together, maybe. Mm. But there's no one person who is an expert in all things scotch. Well, he uses a term kind of going through the article again, spirit guide. And I'm putting up quoting fingers again. I, I cringed a little bit when they went. And you know, that that's just a new age not new, even that it's even past new age, it's new speak. George Carlin had a bit about changing language and how things are getting more complicated. I think we're moving towards more simplicity now because people don't want to be, I don't want to mansplain or I don't want to, you know, make you feel inferior by telling you what I think is the truth. Okay, maybe there are no experts, but there are people that have more experience than you than me or you or anybody about scotch whiskey, especially those that brew it and distill it. So let's not completely take away their superiority because I would rather listen to them talk about it than some schmuck on a website. Or a podcast. My hot take. Or a podcast even. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly right. Well, that goes back to what we say. We said this a lot. You know, there's there's no wrong way to enjoy, you know, whiskey and bourbon. Unless you mix it with uh, certain things. But I mean, that's a <laughs> Mountain Dew. Diet Coke. Uh, when you start drinking whiskey and bourbon, like you, you don't have a developed palate. And so while there may not be experts, there are people who have a, developed a palate that can, you know, taste the nuances. They're the sommeliers of bourbon drinkers, right? I mean, that's... that's... Whis- whiskey Yeah. Whiskey Yeah, sure. 
but just people that have been in the industry that are, especially the, like the distillers that have tried their product time and again and that know difference between the batches and, and barrel ages and all that stuff so i trust them and i would consider them experts so i don't think expert is necessarily a dirty word in this case so i, I disagree with her his statement but you gotta get people to read yeah you gotta click on something right mm. so the the next part was actually i didn't know this at all our single malts are all blended you know in my mind like a single malt is just it's uh one you know one product one barrel one whatever and no it's it's a blended right what i was taught though going like through the, the a single malt is is from one malted source like it's not it was harvested in one year it was the same like harvest again going back to the same harvest not to use the same language over and over again but it's from a singular ish source so I also kind of disagree with this in the fact that it, it okay it, it is blended but it's from the same malt source it's not from a malt source that's brewed in southern scotland versus a malt that's brewed in northern scotland maybe so maybe i'm wrong but i just don't necessarily agree with what he said and so i mean so a single malt you're going to say is going to be from the same year it's not necessarily Mm. like across 10 years of spectrum or however many years right there's this kind of i guess maybe myth mythos about okay it was uh, harvested in this one place in this one field it was brought to this one distillery and it was kept there and aged and then bottled in that one distillery and put on the shelf that's not true that's a, that's a myth it never happened it was grown in one place maybe but maybe distilled in certain other places but then brought together and maybe barreled in one place or separate places and then but then bottled and put on the shelf so it's still the same source with just different methods and how it got to the shelf yeah which brings us to the there's no you know terroir you know or terry right which is the kind of a, something out of wine is, you know, the, the grapes yeah, and the, the vines wine. and the soil content. Taurus, yeah, all. it's just soil. That's what they mean. Earth, uh, terra. But in the climate and the sun firma. too. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true too. Things. That affects grapes more than weed. Weed is wheat. And that's, <laughs> it, you can't really, it's, you can't really affect it by it's hot or it's cold. Wheat, if it, wheat grows, you have it. And that, that's it. But I think the article makes a good point because it actually says, you know, the process of distilling is you're, you're deconstructing these materials and recombining them. You know, you're, you're boiling out the alcohol, right? you yeah, know, right. leaving the water behind and just basically taking the purest part of it, mm-hmm. the purest source, and then combining it and adding it back in and putting it in barrels and aging it. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea of a, you know, a terroir is, is kind of silly for, for whiskeys and bourbons. The caveat being yeah. the caveat is, you know, Aging is important still, you know, where you age it, you know, what part and location of the warehouse, how high, mm. you know, how much heat and exposure it got. That, that still plays a role, but it's not coming out of the ground. You know, the, the, the sun and the, the soil content don't make a difference. Yeah, yeah, no, not with wheat. No, it doesn't, it doesn't at all. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, regions and, and terroir, <laughs> mm. uh, apparently in the 1980s, the, the Scotch got smart and said, uh, how can we make our drink more appealing to Americans who are dumb, don't know anything? We are um, dumb. We do have our moments. And it's it's not dumb. It's just they probably weren't exposed to it. Mm. Yeah, our moments. 2020 to 2024. <laughs> You're looking into the future. So Scotch is, is typically broken down into the five regions, which I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Islay, Southern. I've been told that it's called Isla, not is Islay. That's how hmm. it's spelled. I-S-L-A-Y, I believe. But people pronounce Isla, which is another thing. But again, but, Again, it's Americans. We don't know how to spell things. We Americanized it. That's all right. 
There's uh, Highlands, Lowlands. Highlands, yeah. Yeah, and but they all have their own specific tastes and smells and mouthfeel. Well, we've been told that they do. Yeah, so Campbelltown, Highland, Islay, Lowland, and Speyside. Okay, Speyside, yeah, okay. Yeah, I forgot about Speyside. Which is yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I got to teach you guys everything. <laughs> I'm drunk, Peter. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> five minutes into the show and he's drunk. Yeah. So those are the, the five regions uh, that we all totally knew before we looked on Google. Totally. Totally. It's interesting that to look at, there are actually 125 distilleries uh, throughout the land. The fatherland, the motherland, Scotland, one of the lands. Scotland. Let's call yeah. it that. Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> And uh, you can get, you know, so you can get smokeless, you know, islays. Lose the language here. You can get, you know, peatless. Never had one. You know, they, he said that I've never had one. So he's maybe tasting more whiskey than I have. They probably don't import them here. Honestly, that's probably the harder part. Because I know Bunaben because uh, this, the I worked. I used to work in the industry. And I tried Bunaben. It is smoky as as hell. And I'm just like, okay, I this is not my bag. I, I prefer I prefer Highlands. I'm a Glenfiddich kind of guy. Uh, I had like an 18 year Glenfiddich that was just it, like it tasted like just vanilla from heaven. So so, but yeah, Pete, you can keep that. But yeah, I I I've tasted differences in in the regions that I've tasted. So I don't know. Maybe he again. Maybe he maybe he's tried more than me. Well, he's he's an expert, right? No, uh, so spirit guide, spirit, spirit guide. guide. Yeah, and I guess the last two are. Age is a function of time, and I don't mean, time and availability, which I guess yeah. is referencing to the availability. Which of is barrel. truth, That's because weird. yeah, because I mean it's it takes it takes a while for whiskey to age because again the boom now is oh, that God. you can't get good aged bourbons because people are buying them and you have to wait and you wait and you wait before you get the other bourbon before you get more of that bourbon because you have to age it. Yeah, the, the whole you know eight to twelve years to, to before you get a product that's sellable is a long time to ramp up. So mm. I, I thought it was interesting because you talked about you know just because it's old doesn't mean it's good. Like I've had some aged bourbons that are like I don't even know. It's just can wood. you name one? I've never had. Uh, I'll, I'll be fair. I never. I try to think of one that I've had that was aged, and I'm like I can't think of a bad one that I've had that was aged. You know, I off the top of my head, I can't. I know we did some flights, um, some bourbon flights, and one of them was 18, 20 years. And that's I, not, that's a good that's a good stretch of aging time. Yeah, that's a long ass time, really. I don't know. I, I feel bad. I can't even remember it. I was like, hmm, okay. I wouldn't pay a lot for that, but mm. well, it must have, it must have not made an impression if you don't remember it. Because I, I remember like the eighteen year old Gunfitic, I was like, this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. There is a, a Scotch Tomatin. I think it's how you pronounce it. Yeah, Tom, 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 Tomatin. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. And for 12 years, it, it tastes like a six-year-old or something. It's it's not aged well. And in my opinion, and you guys can mm. rip me up if you think it's better or whatever. No, I've, I've never heard of it. So yeah, I've got nothing on that one. But everybody's trying to get into the whiskey game and Scotch game now. So... It may have been from a distillery that you never heard of before, but it was only distributed locally in Scotland. And maybe even the locals knew that it wasn't great. But Americans, hey, <laughs> we, if, if it actually was aged this long, just slap that label on it and they'll buy it. But they don't 
they don't know it's a it's a shite uh, yeah that's <laughs> whiskey for the that's the truth for the bourbon game for sure i mean there's just such mm. high demand for any decent bourbon it's it's impressive and it's neat to see it because you know you respect the industry but it's also mm. a pain in the ass because you're like i just want to yeah. get my eagle rare or i just want to get my you know my weller that used Wellers, to be yeah. not say bottom shelf but it was not it was never a top tier brand it was on the shelf you could actually it was on the shelf yes and, and you could actually just oh i'll buy two or three bottles and not worry about it but yeah you can't do that yeah anymore. you can't do that anywhere not that anywhere i've seen and so the last point is and we do this in the show too is you know don't stick your schnoz in the glass you know when you're smelling your, your bourbons and your whiskeys uh 40 percent uh, alcohol is a lot for your nose. It's a pretty delicate uh, instrument. So, you know, you want to, you want to waft it, you know, you want to kind of put your nose near it, you know, don't stick it all the way in. And I, I do, I stick mine in sometimes. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. But it, you just kind of desensitize your nose and you can't smell a thing after a few seconds. So word to the wise. Yeah. Yeah. And also depends on like what kind of glass you have. You want to get a glass that actually can maybe accentuate the nose of the whiskey or bourbon that you're trying without so concentrating the vapors and burning your nose hair off, you know, exactly right. Yeah, those are important, which we've talked about in a previous episode. Go find it. it yep. Go find it. <laughs> it's back there, it's back there somewhere. somewhere. We don't write shit down. Go find it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a call to action guys. Come on now. It go. is. Prove your fan, your fanness. Yeah. If you yeah. care about us, you'll look and yeah. listen. If and you're a fanboy or fangirl, you'll know. Well, that I think is all we're going to talk about the particular article. Now we are going to go into the rest of the bourbon portion where we, we taste something. I don't know if you guys know this, but this is our 18th episode. Woo, we're legal. Woo-hoo. All right. We can we can drink. Wait, no, we can we can buy cigarettes. No, we can what can yeah. we can vote? I guess that's all we could do now. Yeah. 18. Well, you can still buy cigarettes down in Florida because apparently uh our governor voted that down. So you can still buy cigarettes for 18 years old. To celebrate our 18th episode, I thought we would have some 18-year-old scotch. So, oh. Oh, oh. so with us, we have Glenmorang 18. So Greg Scott is showing off the box I am, right now. I love a nice 18-year-old box. So, you know, let's taste this thing. Yeah. So this is Glenmorang Highland Single Malt Scotch. Uh, it's a quote-unquote extremely rare 18, which it's not all that rare to find. Uh, I just went to the store and found it. Yeah, so this is 18-year-old scotch. I know we'd normally do bourbons, but I kind of wanted to spice things up a little bit. So, yeah, let's just, let's just dive into this bad boy. All right. Cheers. Well, <laughs> smell first, Irish Giant. We're all smelling it, and Peter's guzzling it down. I mean, it smells all. Oh, the nose is very complex. That is a beautiful thing to behold. That's... I'm, I'm drinking mine out of a, a white Solo cup. <laughs> So don't think, you know, like the, little, the little solar cups. Yeah. I'll like forgive when, you. When you rinse your mouth after you brush your teeth, it's one of those little, little cups. I still well, have my daughter. A, it's not even a full solar cup. It's like the bathroom one. Like exactly what it is. Yeah. 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 Basically. Yeah. There's a little bit of wood, but there's a lot, there's a sweetness too. It's, it's so complex. Wow. That's good. That knows it's, it's so it's, it's hard to describe. I got chocolate out of that. Did you get yeah. any chocolate? I'm getting some caramel. Now you say chocolate. I'm getting a little bit of caramel yeah. on the nose. Oh, wow! I would normally I would normally share this with Mrs. Irish Giant, but yeah, she's do not. not. Yeah, this. This is, yeah. This is yeah, this yeah. This is I mean, I'll share an eighteen-year-old with her. That's fine, but you know, not this one. This one's all mine. Yeah, that's wow. That, that nose is really yeah. It's really good. It's 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 
it opens up fast too. Like when I first it smelled does. it, it was it was kind of I'm not gonna say astringent, but it wasn't as smooth. And within yeah, like because it's been sitting out for like five minutes, ten minutes, maybe it's it's mellowed out a lot. And yeah, the flavor's great. Like like I could just pick this apart, and I'm going to, but I'm having to sip it just to enjoy it. Yeah, pale golden color. That's what I'm getting. Oh yeah, the yeah. color. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's you know used oak, but used oak probably bourbon. I would imagine how they aged it. It's not new oak mm. char. Yeah, but it's not ch- okay. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, but it's sweet. It's really yeah. There's definitely a sweetness. Oh goodness, that is wonderful. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm getting on my next paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> there's no burn. No burn. There's no. The war. It warms you, but it doesn't burn. Yeah, no. yeah. It's very warm. There, there. Definitely, the caramel holds uh, through the actual taste. It's a ninety-four percent. Wow. Sorry, not percent. really. I have to look Proof. this up real quick. Proof. This was Glenlivet. No, Glenmorangie. Glen- Glenmorangie. Glenmor- is it Glenmorangie or Glenmorangie? I've, Sorry, I've heard Glenmorangie. I think is how you pronounce it. Okay, forty-three percent alcohol, so eighty-six proof. That is delicious. Yeah, man. Price point? Do I want to know, or was a gift? So you, you may not know, but uh, what's well, it? Eighteen. I'm gonna guess somewhere in between a hundred and a hundred and fifty dollars, yep. especially with the box. That's uh, yep. It's a uh, hundred dollars, I think, in, in Virginia. Okay. Which really is a fair price mm. for an eighteen-year-old. Oh yeah. Today in today's standards. Yeah, it's got. Yep. It's a uh, pretty complex. It's not overpowering in any kind of way. Like you definitely get some wood. And the taste, and you get some yeah. some sweetness, no alcohol burn. At least I didn't taste the alcohol. A tiny bit, but it's negligible. It kind of evolves a little bit in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, really mm-hmm. nice, like at the end, the finish is kind of small, but it's like nice and sweet almost. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, just that's a really good. Well, Glen Morangi is known for doing very good. I never, I don't think I've ever had a bad, a bad Glen Morangi. <laughs> Other than that accent. Oh. <laughs> uh, anybody get like um, like toffee on this? No, uh, you said toffee. Now you say toffee. I'm like, oh yeah, like kind of yeah. summertime at the fairgrounds, a little toffee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I may be confusing that with the caramel that I get from the the barrel aging. Well, it's similar. I'm happy. Yeah, I would definitely not sleep on this at all. It's it's very good. I I know I've seen this in retail stores. I just never because again, like again, the focus gets more put towards the bourbons now so everybody's like looking for that special bourbon but the scotch is kind of just sit in the case and just sit there and sit there yeah i would not mix this with anything no i wouldn't it doesn't need it doesn't need to be cut it doesn't need ice it needs nothing it's perfect just you know neat yeah so i'm going to circle back to something you said jim yeah the the scotch mm. you know sits on the shelf there there are great scotches you can find in all your stores uh bourbons are really hot right now but you can still get really quality you know, a facsimile of bourbon, you know, scotch. It's at affordable and easy to find price, you know, easy to find in your store. Well, you can't really compare scotch to bourbon. You can, but they're, they're, they're two different animals in the whiskey world in my mind. Because again, you have different, again, I go back to the regions from the article. Is that if I want, I mean, again, Highlands, Lowlands, Speyside, I'll drink one of those. Uh, but there are, there, I met, a true Scotsman who had the accent who preferred Boonabin. Just find your tastes of what scotches you like. Try like go like there's in uh, Orlando, Florida, uh, Raglan Road. They're back open, uh, limited capacity, but you can do Scotch flights. Raglan, Raglan Road for those uh, Raglan, who aren't yeah. 
and the Orlando area is the Disney bar or it's the uh, Irish, it's the Irish restaurant slash bar on Disney property. At Disney Springs. Disney Springs yeah. So you can get in there for free. Up next, we're going to talk about beards. So we sampled some beard products uh, over the last couple of shows, uh, a lot of beard guys products. Uh, surprise, surprise. This is another beard guys product. To be specific, this is Beard Serum from Beard Guys. So I don't know if you guys noticed, you probably didn't, but all these beard products have something that the Beard Guys label as Grotein, which is, you know, Grotein slash TM, which I guess is their beard thickening formula that they've put in all their products. Proprietary blend of something. Yeah, yeah. You mean uh, Rogaine? Yeah, basically. No (laughs) minoxidil. So this particular product, the Beard Serum, is actually designed to... uh, Helps with a thicker and fuller beard. I guess that's what for the beard, the beard challenged. Yes, beardily challenged. So those who maybe have a patchy beard or not quite the full Scotsman beard going on, so help uh, supposedly thicken it up. I will say I didn't notice anything, but I have a pretty thick beard to start with. It says like put three to five drops into your hand, and I mix it with my beard oil and just kind of smash it all in there because I'm not going to be. I'm kind of lazy, you know. I got stuff to do. Mm. It's got okay things in it. You know, it smells nice. It has... Uh, yeah. Okay things in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it That's has... quite the endorsement. The endorsement. Buy this product. It's okay. Well, it, you know... It's it, got things. It has it's keratin in it. Yeah, it has keratin in it, which is good for your, your, your hair. And it's got decent smelling extracts. You know, I, I'm not going to read the label right this hot second. But I, I will say, I don't think it did much for me, but... That's my two cents on it. It was okay. I mean, I like I said, I, I prefer the, the the beard wash. I just got more out of that because it's 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 for me. It's like a one stop shop because you're cleaning, you're moisturizing, and all that. Versus you have to use the one product to clean, and then you have to dry it off, and then you have to work this stuff in. Or it's just I don't I don't know. I just prefer the wash because it seems to moisturize and clean the skin, and it has a nice scent to it. So compared to the product that you're talking about right now. Disregard yeah. everything Peter said. You need you need to wash and you need to put oil in your beard too. Otherwise, you're going to get little flaky skin. You need to like yeah. keep your skin moisturized underneath it and the hair follicles. So that's what I'm saying though. I just I feel like the wash just provides a lot of that where I don't want to like I could do the serum on top of it sure, but this stuff just it's just it's too extra for me. I mean, you know. But then again, I also have the. Uh, I also have the beard growing capability of a prepubescent boy. So don't really listen to everything I'm saying, you know, the end. What do you think, Jim? Any, any thoughts there? It was very subtle. It's it's definitely the most subtle product of all of them. It, it smells nice, but it doesn't have the kind of the accent smells that the other ones did. Then again, it's meant for a different, it's meant for a different purpose than some of the other one than the other products are. It's meant to kind of make a, a supplement. Right. Or a vitamin or like a vitamin supplement ish type of thing. So it's not meant to be the thing that you smell smell the most of. Like like you said, you combine it with your beard oil, which makes a lot of sense where you want something that's maybe more floral to kind of take over the the smell portion. And well, it does its thing in the roots. Did you guys notice any any thickening or anything like that? I mean, I didn't tell you. So as a bad host, I didn't tell the guys what it was. I was like, I'm just going to send it down and see we'll see what happens. But uh, did anyone notice any any thickening or maybe just more conditioning or any of that kind of stuff? To be fair, not really. Uh, I didn't notice anything. To, I, I didn't notice any. No, there might have been a difference that happened. I didn't. Know, I didn't notice any noticeable change. Beard still feels this basically the same ish. So if it did help, it was negligible. To me, it's maybe a little gimmicky. 
I like, we like the other products. I'm not trying to talk too much trash about the company. I just, yeah, this one no. seemed a little gimmicky. I mean, they all can't be winners. Yeah. <laughs> They're not all gyms. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for the beards portion. We are now going to meander our way into the brews portion. I don't know if you're aware of this because you guys live in Florida, but fall is upon us and the most of the, uh, most of the rest is? of the country. Yeah. We've, we've dipped down into the 60s. Our leaves are starting to kind there of fall. Go. Not quite turning yet, but they're, you know, they're getting there. They're just getting kind of pretty and fall-like out. Autumn, if you prefer the term. Starbucks okay. has their pumpkin spice lattes available. And I was like, man, that's a basic bitch drink. And I was like, I can go for some pumpkin beer, another basic drink. So mm. I w- crowd the guys into getting pumpkin beer because I like it and maybe not everyone in the world does, but I, I'm particularly, this is my favorite time of the year. And so I always enjoy these, these type of spice. By the, by the time it changes down here, it's the pumpkin beers have already come and gone because they are in the stores because people like them down here too, even though it's hot as hell down here in Florida. So, but people still enjoy them. So Starbucks has what you have. So it's just the temperature difference. <laughs> yeah, Small things, you know, 20 plus degrees Fahrenheit. So today we are going to review Brooklyn brand Post Road Pumpkin Ale. So this is Brooklyn Brewery, which is, I guess is a staple out of New York. Hopefully their there's namesake Brooklyn, right? It comes yeah, in they're, they're, at, from, they're based out of Brooklyn. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a day drinker, so it comes in at 5% AB alcohol by volume. Jim, do you know anything about this brewery and beer, maybe? They've been around for a while. They're a staple. They've kind of like regressed a little bit. They kind of pulled back a little bit because, again, craft beer scene is very saturated around the nation. Uh, they're not as big as Sam Adams, but they're, they've been around maybe almost just as long as they have. I know Post Road's been around for a while because I've seen it maybe every couple of years. I've seen it uh, migrate down here to Florida. Beer Advocate gives it a fairly good review. It's got an 80, uh, an 80 score. So that's actually pretty good for uh, kind of an older brewery because sometimes like everybody's infatuated with the new stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's... Uh, that's got some decent reviews. Uh, yeah, and yeah, New York, of course. Uh, rotating seasonal. It's not a heavy. It's not like overly sweet, from what I'm seeing on the reviews. I haven't tasted it yet. Twenty-four uh, IBU. Mm-hmm, yeah, low IBU, like low uh, IBUs. Not a lot of hops, but not a lot of sweetness either. So it should be a decent middle of the road type of pumpkin beer. Not overpowering, from what I'm reading, and uh, have known of it before. I was surprised at the alcohol content because a lot of the ones that I drink up here at least are like uh, high eight, nine, you know, I guess. But I think that's their, their whole thing is that you can have a few of these and not be obliterated. <laughs> right. Fair enough. I guess the, only, the other one I know that's similar to be like uh, a pump. Ah, shoot. Was it shipyard? 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 Yeah. Shipyard pumpkin. I want to say. Yeah. Cause they're around the same they have 5% too, I think, or four point something. So I've had the shipyard. I haven't had this one, so I'm kind of excited to try uh, another Northeast beer. Cool, caramel in color. Yeah, caramel in color. Like, uh, fall. <laughs> a decent, de- yeah, yeah, fall of course. A decent, decent foamy head from what I'm seeing. What you poured. Yeah, the carbonation looks pretty good. We'll we'll see how it tastes. Yeah, yeah, pumpkin notes of allspice on the nose. Allspice, man, that's all I get. A lot of allspice, <laughs> man. It wants you to think of pumpkin before you drink it. I think I would hope that's what it means but it's uh doesn't seem to be too it's not thick no it's just like a looks like a lager honestly just a darker lager. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, see, my, my problem with this, just like almost every other pumpkin beer that's not a porter or stout, is that it's just, it's like drinking the mulling spices packet. You know, all, all you get are just, I don't know, it's just, it's just so heavy on the spice and not so much on the pumpkin. You know, it's just the allspice cinnamon cloves. And I don't know, it's just, it's just not my stick. I mean, I'll drink it. Mm. It's not bad. But I don't know. At this point, it's just it's it's done so much every year. I just think of them as kind of gimmicky. That's fair. That's fair, right, fair enough. A little bit more bitter than I would expect it to be. They're only at twenty four IBUs. Yeah, I think that's what they were going for from one from the reviews that I've read. Is that it's more of a a pilsner lager type, and the smell you, the the pumpkin is mostly on the smell, not the taste. I'll say that's a little disappointing to me. Because I like really? I like the pumpkin taste. I, I pumpkin pie is my go-to, right? What do you want for your birthday? I don't know, pumpkin pie. Yeah, but pumpkin pie tastes like tastes like pumpkin with spice. This is just spice, right? With no pumpkin. Sans so it's pumpkin. Just, yeah, exactly. It's pumpkin mm. light. It's it's like a lager with this with just the spices in it. That's yeah. really all I'm getting out of it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take it one step further. I'm like Charlie Brown waiting for the great pumpkin to arrive, and it's just it's it's just not happening. The sun happened right. fairly brown. I feel like uh, yeah. I got teed up with the football and I was ready to kick it to get my pumpkin on. And yeah, I got pulled out. Lucy was a bitch and just, yeah, exactly. If I had to choose between this one and the shipyard, I would pick shipyard. Oh, shipyard. Yeah. That's disappointing. I was really excited for this one. Um, and- but I think from what I'm reading on Beer Advocate, I think the ones that reviewed it highly are the ones that don't like this, that are kind of anti the sweet beers they just want type of guys they're like oh yeah i just want the hint of pumpkin i don't want to drink that 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 their wife will order a basic bitch uh uh uh, pumpkin spice from from starbucks i'm like i'm not ordering that i just want a little bit of pumpkin and drink beer right maybe that's what brooklyn was shooting for for this maybe i don't know i mean just i like pumpkin so you know if, if if it's a pumpkin bread you know or pumpkin pie or something like that where it's actually pumpkin that's that's what i'm going for you know but i i i think that comes through more in if it was like a pumpkin porter or a pumpkin stout you know you you get more of that that earthy kind of flavor profile you know and they don't get overpowered by the by the spices that's just that's just my opinion mm. yeah i think maybe a more appropriate name would have been just like you know autumn or fall or postered autumn or something because it's uh, calling it pumpkin. It's still pump, but it still has the allspice. It still has the allspice flavor though, so that that people will still think, oh, it still smells like pumpkin ish, right? Yeah, the nose. Yeah, you, yeah. Oh, the nose is spot on. Taste it. Yeah, I tend to be a little bit lighter on them. It's just I, I think they're they're targeting more of the middle of the road audience where it's like they don't want the sweet beer; they just want the beer that smells like pumpkin but tastes like beer, right? And that's that's perfectly fair. You know, that's that's a cool thing about craft is there there's something for everyone. There's nothing for no one if you want to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, not again. Not something I would buy if I want a pumpkin ale. I want a pumpkin ale. Like I'll I'll buy like like Southern Tier Pumpkin or Dogfish Head Pumpkin Pumpkin or even a local like Cigar City Good Gourd something like that. But yeah, this is just yeah, it's not it's not for me. Maybe if I was drinking during the day, maybe. Breaking some leaves, you know. Breaking some leaves, maybe, but yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't venture out and buy this again necessarily. 
yeah, I think that's going to be my, my hot take on it as well. It's, it's not a bad beer by any stretch of the imagination. It just doesn't hit the, the, the fall and autumn pumpkin notes. I was hoping it would. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> on that sad note. Yeah. That was a little sad, but you know, try it. If you try it, get, get your six pack sampler see if you guys like it. Let us know. Like I said, I don't think it's our favorite per se, but yeah. Yeah. Let, let us know if you disagree. You love it. And then tell and us you why know, you love you, it. If you do, then, you know, I mean, it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hashtag we're right. I think that is going to end up, uh, end the show for us. We did the beards or I can go in, in chronological order. We did the scotches for the, or, uh, the bourbon portion. We did the beards, talked about beard guy serum. And then we did brews, Brooklyn brewery, post road, pumpkin ale. All right, guys, I think that's going to do it for beards, brews, and bourbons. This is episode 18. Not to be confused with the 18 year old Glenn Moranga we had earlier today. This is your host, Greg Scott, and with me, I've got my two good friends. Jay Beaverton. And the Irish Giant. If you want to get in contact with us, you're, you're interested in, in engagement, interacting, we are on the uh, social medias. We are on Facebook, we're hanging out with the lizard people there. We also are on the Twitterverse. Jim, what's our handle? At Bourbon Beards. We do have a website. It is bbbpodcast.net. And if you're feeling frisky, you can email us at hosts at bbbpodcast.net. Take a number. We'll get to you eventually. Yeah, like a waiting room in hell. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Amazon Music Podcast. And just this last week, I uh, asked Alexa to turn on the show and listen to it from the house. because That was pretty fun. Amazing. And again, if you stay to the end of the show, after the uh, music, we do the Silent B, which is the portion of the show where I come up with a really fun question and I ask the guy something. It may work, it may not, but it's always always a good hoot. Tune in to find out. All right, guys, you've made it through the music. Now we are in the silent B. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen Bill and Ted's uh, Face of Music, great flick. Totally recommend it. If you are a Bill and Ted fan, two thumbs up, way up. Who is it? Nice. Yeah. Party on. <laughs> Party on. That's Garth, but you know, we're good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's close stuff. Be excellent to each other. Be excellent. There to each other. you uh, go. Irish giant. And party on, dudes. So this is the portion of the show where uh, it doesn't normally fit. We have a interesting question that we kind of put together and try to hash out a little thought experiment sometimes. So Jim is going to take this one and lead us into the, out into the wild. There's a lot of talk right now about the social meds. Of course, we're on there. You just heard us uh, ask y'all to follow us on the social meds. And a lot of it is, I mean, you've got Instagram with the pictures. You've got the Facebook, the face space with pictures plus like like word wordy posts you've got reddit of course you've got even the 4chans you've got twitter which is again the, the short characters but you can do gifs and, and memes and that kind of thing I'm just thinking just randomly on the spot kind of thing if you had unlimited resources to create your own social media it doesn't have to be 
widespread catch-all or anything. It could be niche type of stuff to attract the specific type of audience. What type of social media would you create or social media app would you create if you had the funds and the resources and the time to do it? Whew, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. I'm not, I'm not always savvy in the, the social needs, as you call them. You can just tailor it to what you, because you're a data guy, right? You, you like, you're, aren't you like, they, like you could do, like, you could just do a dot, like go back to DOS and just do all data. <laughs> I uh, just want to see ones and zeros, baby. Ones and zeros. Yeah. Scrolling down. Well, not that simple exactly, but, <laughs> but like me, I, it would be a totally meme based communication. No text, no pictures, unless they're memes. I mean, you could do text, but it has to be in GIF or meme form. It can't be just like stream of consciousness type stuff. It has to be a set meme or GIF. My reference would be, maybe Irish Ryan can help me out with this, is uh, Dharmak Angelata Tanagra, which is an episode of TNG, Next Generation for your non-Star Trek people, where they communicate metaphor, which is what we're kind of heading towards because we're communicating in images that we all know and are aware of. And we're using them to suggest emotions and, and feelings and just like this, like a state of mind that we're in at the moment. So create an app just based on that. That's the only way to communicate in friend circles. That would be my social media creation. It may already be out there. It may not be, but that would be what I would do. That's, that's interesting. To be fair, I think I almost solely communicate with my friends and gifts now uh, through you know Facebook or, or Messenger or whatever, whatever, but it's, there's words associated with it, but I definitely yeah. send way more gifts, uh, than I do texts, you know, like what, you know, what you have the, the channel, uh, the guys and I have a channel that we communicate through, uh, and there's always one of us to say, Oh, well, whatever, we're talking about something. And then the immediate replies from the other two are, are gifts or a meme. So I, I see where you're going with that. But there's still text in between. I'm saying there's no text. No you text. can't, there's no keyboard. <laughs> no keyboard. It's just GIFs. It's, That's it. It's like, That's uh, all you have. Okay. Do emojis count in this? Can we, can we still send the emojis? That's a good question. You know, I'm going to say yes for the time being, but as I'll allow certain, it. I'll allow it. Another, another, another GIF. But <laughs> I think at a certain point, the training wheels will come off and the emojis will go away unless they're part of a meme. Because memes use emojis. Okay. Or you could do the uh, the face. Remember the face? Oh, gosh. Like the troll face and the you mad bro. No, or the no, you mad bro one. Like the, the, like the grin. Uh, look it up. Internet people, if you're listening to this, look that up. You could use those okay. as like emojis. Or like the Jackie Chan with like his put his hands over his head looking confused. Or the ink or the... Uh, the oh really Nicolas Cage face. Yeah, there's a lot of good type of things. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's out there. But yeah, you use those as emojis instead of the the typical uh, smiling, uh, laughing emoji. Okay, okay. I'm yeah. a, I'm a riff on your metaphors here. Go ahead. Okay. The the next uh, niche or niche social media would be correlational data only. So all right. there, there's a website that kind of does it already, but it's not, I don't know how widely spread it is. Basically, you can make a correlation with anything. So there, you know, 
the number of deaths in Minnesota due to gunshot wounds increases by the number of rocky road scoops served during summertime. It makes no sense, but there's yet yeah, a correlation with it. Huh. So I, I would want... Uh, I have not heard of this. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. It's correlation, but not causation. It's correlation, not causation. But there are, there are all sorts of random correlations you can just throw together. Uh, and I, I will try, I'll put the website up on Facebook. But yeah, I would want just you send people like, oh, hey, you want to go hang out Friday? And then the immediate response is you have to put a correlation to something funky going on on Friday that has nothing to do with anything else. So maybe it's not necessarily a, it's not a new social media. It's like a, it's like when you add Giphy onto your Slack channel or whatever. It's an add-on. Mm. Instead of GIFs, the, these, these will be the uh, correlations, hashtag correlations. There you are. Okay. That's interesting. That's, is that an attempt to draw people to, okay, so if we're going to meet up on Friday, is the correlation of somewhere, ne- is that happening to where near where we are meeting or is it just in general that's happening while we're meeting? Sure. I think that's the fun part, right? So, you know, it could be. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <uncertain>. <laughs> where are we meeting? I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Disney. Okay. All right. All right. So you say Disney. And then okay. you know, I show up at Epcot and you show up at uh, Magic Kingdom. That doesn't work. So maybe maybe not quite there. But then I would respond with, you know, the number of frozen bananas that end up on the floor of Disney World every day is directly related to the number of birds that migrate across China. It makes no sense. Wow. Correlated. And that's, that's, that would be a response to you. So if, if an African swallow carries a coconut X number of miles then uh, an arrow will hit a squire at this angle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. No, it's random enough to be interesting in today's world. So yeah, I get, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's cause I'm like pretty sober. I'm not on the same level as you guys, but I don't, I don't get that. But that's, well, oh, you're just, you're too old to get it, Peter. You're, you're just too old. That's true. That's true. I'm pushing 40. Well, then, hey, then tell us what you would do. Buddy. I have no idea. I mean, I, I don't know, man. People of Walmart mixed with uh, publicly shaming people for not wearing masks during the outbreak. I, I have no idea, man. But yeah. so I, I really you got nothing, huh? I, I, I like your people, Walmart. I really have. Nothing. So here's my free app idea for the the person who wants to go create an app. It's literally people of Walmart bingo. And you just take pictures oh, as you, well, when things have relaxed in the pandemic, uh, you take good. pictures of people in Walmart, which if no one's familiar with that particular website, it's, I don't know, Peter, how would you describe it? Picture the, 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 the creme de la creme of society. And then the opposite end of that, the opposite end of that spectrum. So just throws in my mind, people at Walmart is just like the, the prototypical, what you expect, you know, dude with camouflage pants, chick with camouflage bra on, guy with a walker carrying his oxygen shake smoking a cigarette you know mm. things that are just you don't see in other places besides walmart and so you just you know take a picture you get your points you, you make your little bingo card and you send them to your friends like words with friends but with bingo that'd be more of a game app but no that that counts because that because it's an app so it would be a game you can play with your friends that you're out at a Walmart at whatever time you're at, and you take a picture of this, and like, oh, I got this. Two in the morning. Yeah, if they're open then, because I uh, some of the WalMarts are no. kind of bad. Yeah, two in the morning on a Friday night. Yeah, oh, yeah. Then you send that to your friend, like, oh, I got this for this. If it fills my bank 
for this. So I'm ahead of you points wise. What do you got? <laughs> no, that makes sense. No, that's that is a legit strat. You heard it Yay. here first. <laughs> People will warm up bingo. I mean, hey, yeah, phone, hey, they're crazy phone apps right now. Everybody's trying to make money off of those for, for like in the for the purchases. Like it only costs uh, fifty cents if you buy the add-on where we won't make a sound when you take a picture of that lady <laughs> whose uh, bra is falling apart in Walmart. High-waisted shorts. Low, low, uh, low bottoms. Uh, mm-hmm. Inappropriate use of the word uh, thong. Uh, yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was a uh, that was a little off the rails for a silent B, but you know we've 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 done uh, different other ones, you know. So it was fun. Thanks, Jim, for made sense uh, to me. Thanks for thinking that one up for us. We appreciate it. Hey, no problem. All right, gentlemen, ladies, those who listen to our show, uh, thank you for they they and them. Don't forget they and them. They them. Yep. All, all the pronouns. We, we appreciate all mm-hmm. the pronouns. I support all pronouns. Yep. Uh, we also appreciate you listening to the show. I think uh, it's going to do it for us here. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. I'm your host, Greg Scott. And with me, I've got my two good friends. Jay Beaverton. And the Irish Giant. And we will catch you around next time. <laughs>